to go back the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. But this meeting tonight is for the people that's ready to go all the way. Man, it ought to be more than that. Hallelujah. I know it's more than that. It's for people that's ready to go all the way for Jesus. You tired of doing your own thing. You tired of doing your own thing, but you ready to get with God's thing. Because your thing ain't been working. Hallelujah. But this meeting is for you tonight. Glory be to the Most High God. I want you to turn over here with me to Colossians chapter 1. Amen. We're going to talk about this thing tonight. Pastor Jordan was praying about it. God's got a work he wants to do in your life. Amen. To be a blessing to other people. It's not just about you. Hallelujah. But you've been divinely picked out to be in a meeting like this. Amen. Because everybody don't get to come to Holy Ghost meetings like this. So when you've been picked out, amen, you ought to thank God that he's using me to, to be a voice in this generation for the glory of God. Amen. God doesn't have to wait till you get 20, 30, 40, 50 years old to begin to use you. He doesn't want to wait that long. Amen. He starts in our life at an early age. Amen. How many people know about Samuel in the Bible where God started out in his life at eight years old? That means you can be eight years old and you can hear the voice of God. That heaven has a plan for you at eight years old. That divinity is speaking to you at eight years old. That the creator of the universe is speaking to you at eight years old. Amen. How about David, 17 years old? God's anointing. His anointing's on him for a whole generation. His anointing's on him to conquer every obstacle that comes against it. Praise God forever. When you knock out a 10-foot man that's been fighting all his life, then the anointing is on your life. God wants you to knock some stuff out when you get to go back out of this place today. He wants you to knock out doubt and unbelief. He wants you to knock out everything that says you can't do what Jesus called you to do. You are supposed to deliver a knockout punch to every form of unbelief that's come against your life until you get up every day and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not afraid to bring my Bible to school. I'm not afraid to stand up and say, I'm living for Jesus Christ. This world needs some leadership in the young group. Amen. Then I'm not afraid to sit at the lunchroom table and tell people, I am a virgin for God because that's the right way to do it. It's good to keep yourself for your mate. It's good to wait. It's good to keep people's hands off your body. Amen. Until they stand up in front of God, in front of the Holy Ghost, in front of your family, in front of your pastor. Amen. And they claim you public before they try to do something privately. Hallelujah. You are the chosen generation. You are the royal priesthood. You are the age that God is bringing out to do something for him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
You like that age, amen, that Joshua generation that was out in the wilderness, amen. They got tired of kicking up dust, amen. You don't know nothing about Egypt. You ain't never lived there a day in your life. But you out here in the wilderness and you dealing with folk that know about divine healing and casting out devils and know about holy living. And we done brought you in here to teach you that there's more than kicking up dust. God's got a promised land waiting on you. He's got places of greatness waiting on you. He's got places of abundance waiting on you. You got to say, I'm ready to go. I'm tired of the status quo. I want to go with that talking about. I want to walk in that anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're here for one purpose, amen. And that's to get Jesus out of you because he's already in you. Amen. You over here to Colossians 1 and 27. Colossians chapter 1, we're going to get up and down to verse 27, but we're going to look at verse 25. And then I may give you another one right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And then I want you to hold your place in Galatians. I'm going to hold my place there. Look what it says right here, verse 25. It says, for why I'm made a minister. Amen. Paul is talking about God made him a minister. According to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. Somebody say, fulfill the word of God. Say, even the mystery. Hallelujah. So the word of God and the mystery are synonymous. That mean they're the same which had been hid from ages. Hallelujah. That means that God chooses you as a special person. Your, what, what God has for you has been hid, made special for you. Hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Amen. That now God is doing something. God is revealing this mystery, this fulfillment of the word. Verse 27 tells us what it is. To whom would God make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this is the scripture God gave me when we decided to make hope. Amen. Our theme for this year. God's mystery that he has been holding back is that he would be able to take a physical body in 2014 a human body in 2014 and put his son on the inside of it. That he would be able to take Jesus that walked in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Jesus that is the resurrection, the Jesus that is the bread of life, the Jesus that is the miracle walker, the Jesus is the blood, the bread multiplier, the Jesus that is the light of the world, the Jesus that heals the whole town that's sick, the Jesus that casts out every devil, the Jesus calls the blind to see, the deaf to speak, and the dumb to hear, the Jesus, amen, that causes, causes the lame to walk and limbs to grow out. He was ready to take that Jesus. That's the mystery that he's been keeping back for a long time. Even though people have been having a hard time, God said, I got an answer for it. He says, I'm going to put Jesus on that Jesus on the inside of you. 
That is the whole point of every preaching. That's the whole point of Genesis to Revelation. That's the whole point of Moses. That's the whole point of Joshua. That's the whole point of David. That's the whole point of coming through every book in the Bible. That is one place he would get to one place in time, get to a generation where he can drop Jesus on the inside of them. And you are that generation. You are somebody. You are the ones that's supposed to turn this whole thing around. You got to reckon, you got to recognize and say, I am somebody. I'm going to let Jesus be revealed in me. The moment you got born again and asked Jesus to come into your life, God put him on the inside of you. He said, I'm not done yet until I can get him on the outside of you. Amen. He said, that's the point of all the preaching. That's the point of all the camps. That's the point of Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's the whole point. It's so that he could get Jesus coming out of you. See, we got to get tired of us coming out of us. Because when us comes out of us, we don't care nothing about nobody but us. We're doing fine as long as we're not depressed. We're doing it fine as long as we're not sick. But when Jesus gets on the inside of you, you concerned about your classmate being sick. You concerned about your classmate being depressed. You concerned about your classmate being a cutter. You concerned about your classmate having suicidal thoughts. But you know you got the answer that you were born for this generation. God spent all of this camp time getting you out here, setting up this whole stage so he could drop something on the inside of you. So that when you go to school, you can tell your classmate, we don't have to do this in the hallway unless you want it right now. We can go in the bathroom and we can cast that devil out of you. And you, you'll go in crazy, but you'll come out all right. You'll go in one day with your mind lost. But when we come out of this bathroom, you're going to be right in your right mind. Yeah, he's looking for somebody like that. It's too many people hurting in our schools. It's too many people hurting in our neighborhoods. It's too many people hurting, amen. Everywhere we go, it's too many people hurting on your job. But it's something on the inside of you that God has put there, amen, that he hid from the ages that will set the captives free. You got to say, I'm going to turn this thing loose. I'm tired of being me. I'm going to turn this thing loose, and I'm going to let go and let God. Amen. Turn over here to Galatians chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to turn him loose tonight. Glory be to the Most High God. Listen to what Paul says here in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15. You there say amen. It said, when it pleased God to separate me from my mother's womb. Your mama was pleased too. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> when you was born, God and your mama was the happiest people on the planet. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Please, God, to separate me from my mother's womb. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, there's a reason why it pleased him. Because of your potential. When you're separated from your mother's womb, you got great potential. Amen. Because you become a vessel. Amen. 
It says, and called me by his grace. Thank you, Jesus. To do what? To reveal his son in me. Amen. That, that the world is waiting on a showing that's bigger than Cinemax, bigger than Showtime, bigger than HBO. Hallelujah. They're ready for a revelation. Amen. They're waiting for God to pull back the curtains on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We ain't seen the real you yet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. There's power on the inside of you. And the Bible said, God said, the moment you was born and you were separated from your mother's womb, it pleased him. Amen. Hallelujah. To reveal his son in you. He immediately began to have a plan to reveal his son in you. Amen. Tell your neighbor you separated from your mother's womb. I just want to notify you that. Hallelujah. God's got a plan for you now. And it's to reveal Christ to you. Amen. And sometimes people go through a lot of things. Apostle Paul, it didn't look like he was going to be a revelation of Jesus Christ in the earth. Matter of fact, he was persecuting the church. And it looked like he would never reach a place where Christ was coming out of him. But God said because of his grace. That means that God is able to reach in your life. No matter what kind of family you were born in, no matter what kind of situation you've been going through, no matter what kind of challenges you've been facing in life, no matter whatever comes in your way that looks like you ought to give up and quit right now, no matter what you've done, God says, I still got a grace. I still got a plan for your life. No matter how many times you've fallen down, no matter how many times you feel like giving up, God said, I still got a plan to reveal my son to you. And my grace is going to bring you to a place of this unveiling hallelujah thank you Jesus glory be to God and we got to tell you how to do that tonight amen so how do we get to that place doing things like you're doing right now doing things like you're doing right now but you got to take we got to we got to begin to take the lid off of what God has for us to do we got to begin to take the lid off amen so what does Satan do he says, okay, if they're going to go after, they're going to go after revealing Christ, well, then I've got to try to stop them. i got to stop them. I don't care if they go to a meeting. I don't care if they get hands laid on them because it's more depends on what they do after the meeting than in the meeting. Amen. It's more depends on what they do after the meeting because you can get a, you can get an impartation. You can get a vision that God's called you into the ministry. You can get a vision that, hey, I'm going to do what God told me to do. You can get a vision for that. And then all of a sudden, when you get in this meeting, and then all of a sudden you go back out. And here come Billy out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Here comes, here comes, here comes sweet thing out of nowhere. Amen. Because see, the devil know you got that anointing on you. If you don't believe God, if you don't believe the word about that, you don't believe the, the enemy was sitting, we think, ask Sam, Samson. Sweet thing messed a lot of people up. They was at church every Monday. They was at every prayer meeting. But all that sweet thing show up. <laughs> He'll send whatever is going to stop Christ from coming out of you. 
Amen. See, it's not been to me. You know you done took laps. You know you done, you done got a vision for seeing yourself living for God. You know you done got hungry for God. You know you done got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You know you done shook, amen, on the floor and rolled. You know you done done all of that. But it's about what you do when you get home. Hallelujah. We can't have revival just in the four walls of the church. It's got to be so strong that when it hits you up in here, you go out there undistracted. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know how to keep yourself while we're away from one another. Amen. You start getting the Holy Ghost and then the devil, he'll give you, he'll start giving more work to you to do. That's kind of for the old folks. They so busy they can't come to the house of God no more. But you can get busy too. You can get busy. And that's called being too human. That when you leave the place of refreshing, you start, you keep adding natural things to your life. You just keep adding natural things to your life. And now, and then you get to a place where you just say, I don't, I don't even know why I want to witness to anybody. Because it takes fire to witness. I don't know where, I don't know if I'm going to lay hands on, just let pass to do it in the healing line. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Because he can back you off. He can back, if you get too human, he can back you off. The Bible said when God created man, he created him from the dust of the ground. But he said about man, let us make man in our image. And God is a spirit, so you a spirit being first. But you just got this earth suit. The real part of you that causes you to get up and move and live and speak is the spirit of God on the inside of you. It's Christ on the inside of you. The part that makes you get up and move every day is the Holy Ghost inside of you, God on the inside of you, giving you the ability to move. That's the most important part of you. That's the part that's like God. That's the part that I need to live for first then. That's the part I need to live for first. Turn over here with me. I'm going to show you something. Genesis 26. We're going to talk about something here. That's going to help us. We can see this a little bit better. That I got to keep the spiritual part of me active first. Amen. I got to keep the spiritual part of me active first. Amen. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Jesus was 12 years old. 12 years old. He said, I must be about my father's business. That I'm going to be pursuing spiritual things at 12 years old. Hallelujah. That means we can too. Amen. Genesis 26, please round verse, verse 15. And it says, uh, let's read verse 14. He said, for he had, talking about Isaac, had possessions of the flocks and possession of herds and a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. When you think about the Philistines, you want to think about the world, natural things. And it says, and for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father the Philistines had stopped and filled them with earth 
That well is kind of like what Jesus was talking about. <clears throat> it's a well of living water on the inside of you. That is the manifestation of his presence coming out of you. And what the enemy would like to do is to keep throwing dirt on your wells. He wants to, he won't, he don't care if you, he don't care if you discover a well while you in a meeting. But when you come out of the meeting, he wants to throw dirt on your well. And if he can plug up your well, then you have no reserve to draw from of the Holy Ghost and of spiritual things. And the Philistines are a type and shadow of the world system. And the enemy knows that if, you, if I can stop them from the life flow, amen, if I can disconnect them from the life flow, it doesn't matter how much they shout in their buildings and how much they get healed in their own church. But they'll never be able to get outside because when they come outside, I'm going to throw dirt on what they just got. And when I throw that dirt on them, then they're going to stop being spiritual and then go back to the natural. I, we used to have a, my granddaddy used to have a well. I live, I'm old enough to be able to get back to the country. Some of y'all ain't never been to the country before, I bet. You don't know nothing about chicken running around in the yard and ducks and cows and pigs and hogs. Amen. Don't be ashamed to raise your hand. Go ahead and put it up high because I've been there too. Amen. Because you really know something about life. Amen. Because you, you got to be able you got to be able to sustain yourself out there in the farm life, amen. My mom said, my mom told me she said, Keith, my parents didn't go to anything to store but get but sugar and flour. That's it. Amen. Hallelujah. You said, wow. Well, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> we need to know how to sustain ourselves in the Holy Ghost, so we're not running to everything but Jesus. He just wants us living off him. He don't want us having to run to every support system out there so that we can live life and life more abundantly. He wants us to learn how to live on the Holy Ghost farm and live out of that well that was on that farm. My grandparents didn't have running water in the house. The water was in the well. Y'all have seen a well. We're going to have to have a country tour <laughs> Some of y'all just on the time you ever got water just turned to faucet, and that's okay. That's your age. But hallelujah. But if somebody ever block up the river, it don't matter how much you turn that spigot, because your water's coming out of the river. Amen. So back to back to that well. That well was. Uh, you walk out of the, this house my grandparents lived in, when you walk out the back door, the first thing out the back door was this big old round well. It was a well. And the well is suitable for drinking water. And when you don't have water, there's no running water in the house, none whatsoever. So as a little boy, I used to get up, clam up on the side of that well. They said, don't you fall in there. They told me a story about little boys that fell in. Boy, that make you real cautious. But something that just bite me, I just, I still got to look over there. So I laid on my stomach and crawled up to the top, keeping my leverage on the outside. 
so that I wouldn't flip over in the inside. And I looked down in that well. You couldn't see the bottom of that thing. But all the wood cooking water came out of that well. All the bathing water came out of that well. All the drinking water came out of that well. It was unthinkable to throw dirt in that well. It was unthinkable to let dirt ever get in that well. We'd put a top over cover of it to make sure that nothing got in it that would make the drinking water unsuitable. Amen. We didn't want anybody throwing dirt in the wells. It was unthinkable to let dirt hit the well. If they saw you put anything in that well, you were going to get a whipping. <laughs> yeah. It ain't nothing like old country whipping. <clears throat> I remember one day I got in trouble with my granddaddy. He had a switch as long as from here to that table over there. I said, man, nobody got time to get no whipping like that. I went and hid in the woods all day. <laughs> I can't take no country whip. No, sir, can't take no country whip. I hid in the woods all day. Waited till my mama came, picked us up. I said, see y'all later. <laughs> and don't say y'all come back, you hear? No. But it was unthinkable to put something in that water because life came out of that water. That if you didn't have that well, forget about the kitchen, forget about the bedroom, forget about the fireplace, forget about the front porch, forget about the yard, forget about all the crops on the field because the land is unlivable without a well. The land is unlivable without a will. You can't sustain it long. In a short period of time, you've got to move. That means you got to get next to somebody that got a will if you're going to make it. Have you ever heard somebody say, if you can get a prayer through, pray for me? Or we're going to let so-and-so do the praying this time? Have you ever found yourself dead? giving out, delegating spiritual assignments or hoping somebody else take the spiritual assignment. That means something happened to my well. That means something happens to my well. And what the enemy wants to do when you leave meetings is to throw dirt on the supernatural and keep putting dirt on the supernatural and to the point that it gets to the place you can no longer draw drinking water or water that produces life, spiritual life. And so what you have to do in that well, that had to keep being impartations in that well. If the well goes down, that means that we've been drinking out of it or, or, or whatever is evaporating, but every now and then a rain would come and it would raise the water level back up which means that has to be a constant adding to it. If it's just one in feeling, amen, if it's just one in feeling, that's not enough. What's going to happen is the water's going to drop and you've got to move. But if you keep impartations coming, you can pass that well down to the next generation. 
that the generate the, the 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 third, the fourth, the second, the first, second, third, fourth generation, and on and on and on can inhabit that property because the whales keep getting impartations. Hallelujah. We got to tell the devil we ain't taking no more dirt. Amen. We got to tell him we're not taking no more dirt. If it's going to mess up the well of living water, then I don't want to do it. If it's like throwing dirt in my well, if it's going to shut down the Holy Ghost operating in my life, if it's going to stop the flow of the Spirit in my life, I don't want nothing to do with it. I am here to live life and life more abundantly. I ain't trying to get depressed no more. I ain't trying to get suicidal no more. I ain't trying to talk about giving up anymore. I'm ready to step out and live a full life. I'm ready to take what my father left me of the Holy Ghost. I'm ready to take it to this generation. I'm ready to reach back to the wells of healing, the wells of the Holy Ghost, the wells of speaking in tongues, and I'm ready to turn them loose in my generation. And when God let me live long enough, I'm going to turn it to the next generation. My kids will know that I didn't dirty up the well. I didn't do anything to short circuit the Holy Ghost. You're going to get to know that God is a miracle working God. God is a delivering God. He's the Holy Ghost God. I ain't putting no more dirt in my wells. If it's going to stain the water. Where people can't drink from me no more. I don't want nothing to do with it. If it's going to stain the water and the sick come to me and I have no healing, I ain't drinking it. I'm not going to put no dirt on it. Yeah, we're going to have revival because we're going to get a generation that is tired of throwing dirt. You're going to have to tell the enemy, we ain't got no more backfilling over here. We're keeping our wells clear. We're not backfilling no more wells over here. I don't need no dirt, amen. My internet is going to be clean. I ain't clicking no more, no dirt. I ain't clicking no dirt. I ain't switching to no more dirt on my television. I ain't doing that no more. I got to keep my wells clean. I don't know who might need me tomorrow. I might have to cast out a devil tomorrow. I might may have to heal the sick tomorrow. Somebody may have to drink from this well of living water. We ain't going to plug up no more wells. We about ready to dig the ones you plugged up. I'm going back to that anointing I had where I was hungry for God, hungry for the Holy Ghost. I'm going back to that thirst. We ain't plugging up nothing else here. We through plugging. We ready to start chugging and drink of the rivers of living water. We gonna stay full of the Holy Ghost. We gonna keep impartations coming to the well. We gonna keep the overflow on the well till the well turns into a river of living water where everybody can drink from. Now my family can drink from the well, but we're going to let the well swell till it gets to a river of living water that we can go anywhere in the city 
heal the sick, cast out devils, give hope for living again, set some families free, get some demons out of somebody else's household. We're going to supply the whole city with the Holy Ghost because we're going to keep the river flowing. When I take my well, hook it with your well, and you hook your well with your neighbor's well, after a while, we got a river of revival, and God is in the midst of her. Yeah. Ain't going back in the private no more. You ought to tell the devil, God told me this. He said, if you want public revival, then you got to defeat temptation in private. You want public revival? Go on, sit back down. Yeah. You got to defeat the devil in private. Hallelujah. God brought you here to prepare you for temptation because the devil's going to come back slanging dirt. Slanging dirt to see if you shut down the Holy Ghost in your life. He said that's the only chance he got. He can't win this thing. So they try to prolong the thing. Have you ever growing up and your parents said, I'm going to give you a spanking. And you drug that thing out. You walked around like you had rights to debate. <laughs> Could have been done with this over with and go on doing something else. But no, you just kind of walked around, backed around trying to talk your way out of it. Just drug it out. The devil know he got a good whooping coming. He already had one. <laughs> he already had two of them. He tried to prolong his whipping. <laughs> Some of y'all know how he feel. <laughs> Listen, can we talk about this? <laughs> I thought you loved me. <laughs> It's going to hurt. How many do I get? <laughs> Negotiate. No, we got to tell him to go and own up to what he got coming. Yeah, he got to own up what he got coming. And you know the only thing holding him up? The only thing holding him up is the church. Matthew 24, 14. It says this gospel, when it goes into all the world, then the end shall come. It's not the pressure and all the challenges that's coming on earth that's going to bring an end to it. It's the church. But long as he can get us to negotiate with him. And play with his dirt. He said... <laughs> He said, I can put this thing off a little while longer. Here, watch this. <laughs> I can put this off a little while longer. Here, do this. It ain't wrong with it. Everybody is doing it. Oh, 
Now, you're not going to be able to prove that everybody's doing it because you're not going to get to see everybody. It's only people in the plan of God for your life. I think Pastor Alvin said it last night, devil lie all the time. Trust me, everybody is not doing it. Some people are just shilo bokosinde le kandoro bakasande, praying to Christ be revealed in them. Some people are doing that. You got to tell I own no more dirt. <clears throat> Whatever that dirt is, may be different for other people. Hallelujah. A lot of times you girls got to watch out. Seem like you got the Holy Ghost till you fall in love. <laughs> hold up, sister. Hold up, sister. A minute. Billy's out there waiting. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you don't know how many times I see that. <laughs> Anything draws you from Jesus, it's just straight dirt. Anything takes you out of the prayer closet is just straight dirt. Anything that's taking you away from the supernatural is just straight dirt. And the church has got to get tired of slanging dirt. You look at anybody that was started off, y'all know people that started off with the fire of God and hallelujah, thank you Jesus. <laughs> they start out in this thing. And then now you look around, you don't see them. Now you know. The well is clogged up. See, if you backfill a well enough, you can come back years later. You can't even find it. By the time you knock the walls down, the devil wants to knock down the walls of divine healing so people don't even know that God is a supernatural healer. People want to knock down the walls of the wells of miracles where people don't even know that there's a miracle. The only way that God can keep the wells open for this generation is through you. And you got to say no more dirt. I remember the Brownsville Revival. They was talking about this, and I think it was Pastor here, one of them said, he said, uh, he said, why do the people stay here till 2 o'clock in the morning? People are just packing out the building and you never could get it empty. They there every night and stay on past midnight. He said, why, God, do they, why won't they go home? He said, because their homes are not like this. The water does not flow freely at their house. And some of you, some of you going to go back home to carnal parents. Might well just tell it. Now don't be going out to all Jesus all of that because you've been to camp. 
just got to tell it like it is. Because dusty people have a problem with them that's drinking freely. I'm just going to tell you, everybody, everybody don't have Holy Ghost parents. I'm just trying to tell you like it is. How long I've been coming to camp? I've been bringing children to camp a long time. And some of their wells are clogged now. They sleeping with people that they ain't got a ring or nothing with. Amen. I'm going to go tell it like it is. Hallelujah. Because you got to leave out of here. And you got to say, I'm going to do what's necessary. You got to fight for your will. You got to fight for your will. Because that's releasing Christ in you. The hope of glory. One day Jesus' dad, Jesus' mama was standing outside the church. See, he wanted to go through that. Yeah, his mama was outside the door standing out there. And his brothers too. And a couple of cousins, you know how they are. <laughs> and he was standing there preaching just like he could see them. <laughs> <laughs> The devil will use anybody to pull you out the Holy Ghost. And I ain't trying to get you mad at your mama. Jesus ain't getting mad. I'm not trying to get you mad at your dad. I ain't trying to do that. I'm just trying to keep your well open. You keep your well open, one day mama going to come to you. And say, I'm thirsty. But you didn't went through the pressure. He wants to bring pressure to get you to say, Well, that is going a little too far. Praying in the Holy Ghost consistently. Not sucking up on television all day long. Watching reality shows. The bad girls. The girls gone wild. It's all dirt. Pastor Rogan, you saying we can't watch television? I'm just saying whatever it takes to keep your well open. You know you can't keep, if you can't keep your well open after, after watching four hours of television. Come on now. I got an amen here on the front row. Tell them what you say, because they, 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 they think I'm a preacher. Tell them what you say. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to walk out with you. I have you on the arm guard going out. Turn it off. Hey. Said turn it off. If it can't keep your well open. Because the number one reason why God 
separated you from your mother's womb so that he could drop Jesus on the inside of you and that Jesus would spring out of you and that you would keep getting impartations. <laughs> I remember Dr. Jacobs, he was preaching. Preaching along. We talk about the revivals of the 90s, 95 at Church on the Rock. And I'll never forget him saying this. He said, after Holy Ghost meetings, we got to quit going home. And our natural response is to grab the remote control after God just spoke a revelation to me. I ain't never forgot that. Sometimes you got to evaluate. Are we making progress? Personal progress. For corporate anointing. Really, the Bible said that people ought to be, to, a sin ought to be to walk in our church. Because we got so much living water flowing. They ought to be to step in there, and it's a setup. And they fall down in the place that God is up in here. That's the standard for the church. But if I've been doing what they've been doing, Why should they fall down next to me? I should have fell first. Amen. So what do we have to do if we want to see this thing consistently? How many of you want this thing consistently? That I want to get in the flow. <clears throat> Then I want to get I want to get in this floor. I want this thing to hit me one more time. <laughs> so hit me one more time, Jesus. I ain't playing this time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so in first second Peter <laughs> chapter one. It's called adding. <laughs> Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. This is my last scripture. Say, hit me one more time, Jesus. I'm going to protect my well. Hallelujah. No more dirt. No more filler and steam. Amen. And some of you, some of you, some of you have to going back to this thing, going back home. When you go back home, you ought to, you, you ought to, you, you, you ought to make a note of all the dirt slanging right now. Amen. He said they're gonna be throwing dirt from that direction. You need to. I don't care if it's your parents. I don't really care. Jesus obeyed his parents. Amen. Now, why am I talking about that? Because we preach spiritual things 
but you have to go back in an environment where it's not spiritual. That's a temptation. And the way you win in temptation is you get prepared before you get there. You don't walk up in no temptation unprepared. I'm not saying stand up and talk back to your mama either. Hallelujah. I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about being disrespectful. Because I've been pastoring 17 years. And it's young people's homes. A lot of times it keeps them being consistent with God. Jesus' parents have said that earlier. They didn't understand him. They didn't understand the living water God had caused to come out of him. That's why they stood back in the boat. Come on out of there. Come out of there. Now, he's grown then. He said, y'all, stop tripping. I got my own place now. I'm paying my own bills now. And I got the Holy Ghost and I'm going to keep it. And they going to come, y'all going to need all this, so I'm just going to wait you out. But when he was 12, he went home. When he was 12, he went home. But he was able to keep the anointing growing in his life. He kept, kept it growing. If something's on television, just get up and go to the other room. You don't have to say, oh, y'all going to hell. I'm leaving out of the room now. <laughs> I'm not going to hell with any of you. You don't have to say that. They want to take you to the movies. It's probably demon infested in those rooms. But just go down there and watch the G movie. Say, y'all going down to that one. I've been wanting to catch Dumbo. <laughs> just been wanting to watch Dumbo. It just spin on me. <laughs> yeah, Toy Story or something. Some place where they're not throwing dirt. Some theaters you go in, you can hear the shovels being done. You can see a shovel scene in a minute because the Holy Ghost moves in you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Look at this scripture. It says, well, verse 3, look at verse 3. According as his divine power, hath given unto us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen. That glory is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it says, verse 4, Whether I given unto us these exceeding great and precious promises that by these may be partakers of the divine nature. I don't want to stop that nature from flowing. Right. Having escaped the corruption, I've already escaped it. That is in the world through what? Amen. That's straight up dirt throwing. It says, besides this, giving all diligence... What's that word after diligence? God said, that's what you got to do. 
Somebody say it's mathematical. <laughs> it's mathematical after all. <laughs> Amen. God has said if you're a good adder, then he'll be a great multiplier. Amen. Hallelujah. Adding means that once I get something, I'm going to put something else with it. Hallelujah. It's like getting the, the Happy Meal. I'm going to get the burger, but I'm going to push some up next to it. Fries and drinks. And apples. There's an adder on the front row. If there's adding, if there's, if there's potential and possibility for adding, then there's potential and possibility for what? Subtraction. We got math people in here. So subtracted people is you saw them on fire for God last year. But they're talking about it don't take all of that this year. That's a subtracted person. And you just might as well just go on somewhere else. Amen. Because we, our goal is to go all the way. Amen. So if I know if it's going to subtract from the well. Uh-uh. And he said, my job is to add. That means when you, every day you get up, you got to say, I want to add another dimension of the anointing to my life. Write this scripture down. 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm not going to turn there. The Bible, that, that, the Bible's telling us how to add. The Bible said, if you be successful adding... Here in Peter, he said, the enemy will never be able to defeat you. Never. 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 A lot of people want to think the supernatural don't take place no more. Healing don't take place no more for everybody. Won't explain it away. It's one thing to just say, I got too much dirt on. It's another thing, try to explain it away. You got dirt on your wells, then you can't function in the supernatural. And that's what religion has done. That's what it was when Jesus showed up. People come to church bold old for 18 years. No deliverance because there's too much dirt in the synagogue. People with an issue of blood can't come to church no more. Too much dirt in the synagogue. So God had to unleash Jesus in the earth to show man that it's possible, that it's available. Now what he wants to do in this generation is drop Jesus on the inside of you and cause him to flow out of you. And what the enemy is trying to do is throw dirt. 
Sometimes they get confused. Well, you know, what well, it happened for them. Well, it didn't happen for them. Well, one's got dirt slinging. It don't work if it ain't no flow. It doesn't work if Christ doesn't get revealed. And now he's got to be revealed. He want God to do something. No, God said, I'm going to put him in you. So why did God, where's God in all of this? No, God says, God is in you. And now he's got to come out of you. He said, every day you got to add something. How do you add? 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, we all. That means all of us. Beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into that same image. So now this age has Jesus Christ everywhere you are. That he's everywhere you are. And you take your place in this generation. And you say, I will live, I dedicate my life to living to keep my well open. And I dedicate my life to keep adding to my well. And I dedicate my life to stay dirt free. Because I can't live without my well and nobody else can around me. Jesus called this age the age of regeneration. What does that mean? That's the age to put everything back like it's supposed to be. He says, you that follow me in the regeneration, I will pay you a hundred times as much as you could obtain in the natural. I will pay you a hundred times if you live for the regeneration. That means you live to keep your well open. And every time we find something, that ain't God. Every time we find something that's demonic, every time we find suffering humanity, we regenerate it, we turn it back to the way it ought to be. He said those are the most valuable people to him. And he promises a hundredfold return for those that live that way. Go ahead and stand on your feet. Did you get the message tonight? The goal to, tonight is to take you to the highest level. <laughs> the highest level your well can take tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Let me get some help on the 